Hi everybody, you're listening to the Rogue Podcast with Pops and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend that you get proper training and also listen to episode zero before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox is a rigger, and Maya is a bottom, and we're rope partners. We've been practicing together for just over a year. We're excited to share our passion for rope with you. Oh, and we live in Thailand. Yay! And today we are going to talk about pain and what its relationship to rope is. But first... Christmas! It's going to be Christmas soon, Maya. I'm not a super fan of Christmas, but yay, I guess. Have you been good this year or have you been naughty? Uh, Which would you like better? (laughs) I, I like a nice mix of both, actually. Okay, can do, can do. Uh, do you know what that means, though, rope-wise, that Christmas is coming? Uh, I get more rope. Yes, and also the kinky and popular section on Fat Life uh. is going to fill up <laughs> with photos of girls tied up in Christmas decorations. It for sure is. Maybe we'll see some guys tied up in Christmas decorations as well this year, just for, you know, balance. Uh, but then where do you put the candy cane? Oh! <laughs> anyway... And also since it's Christmas, it's the time to buy your loved ones some very nice robe-themed presents. Well, that does sound better. Right? I mean, do you have any ideas of nice things one can buy for their rigger or for their bunny or (laughs) things like that? Um, Well, I do like that Pleasures of Rope uh, DVD. Yes, um, we watched that together. That was that was a good time. We did, yeah, we did, we did, and we shared it with our work friends also, which yeah. was quite nice. Um, what as a rigger would you like? Well, maybe not you, but riggers in general. <laughs> uh, well, I really like the the online lessons. The one we uh, link on our website, rulepodcast.com. They have yeah. like, helped me quite a bit progress as a rigger. So I think that's really a win-win if you gift your rigger with online rigging lessons. <laughs> And give the Rope Podcast a Christmas present also by helping us out with the affiliate stuffs. Yeah, so maybe maybe if if some of our listeners are not familiar with what affiliate links are, we, we should explain that real quick. Sure, sure. So in order to fund the podcast, because it does take uh, some money to uh, do the hosting and to do some of the other bits in the background, um, we have some affiliate links, which is essentially where we link to other people's stores um, and S&M is the, the person who we mostly link to. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever we sell something through a link of ours, uh, at no extra cost to the person who's buying, um, we get a small percentage of that, which we can then put towards hosting the podcast. Yep, and that is pretty useful. It for sure is. So if you guys are interested in doing some rope-themed uh, Christmas shopping, you can go to ropepodcast.com and at the bottom of the page you'll see links to various uh, shops that sell rope-related uh, paraphernalia. And yeah, indeed, if you buy through our link, we get a small cut and that helps us go on making this show. Cool. So talking of Christmas, pain. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I, I wanted to, um, I was having a think about this this morning and I was thinking that there were three types of pain in rope because okay. we talked about two, two types before, but I think there were actually three types of pain. And so the second my... one will surprise you. <laughs> is it? 
<laughs> you know that's what so, they say in this uh, like Facebook ads, right? Oh, oh! Local grandmother discovers five secrets to lose belly fat, and the eighth one will really surprise you. Okay, okay. I'm not very on top of things. Anyway, three types of pain in work. So there's one which is um, what I would call kind of necessary pain. So, you know, rope is, is a bit painful <laughs> to do. Is um, it? Yes, you might not realize. Um, but if you're the bottom, uh, which, which I am, then um, there are certain types of pain, which we're going to talk about a lot, where it's, it's a necessary pain. So it's a pain that you can bear. It's part of the tie. Um, and that's one of the things we're going to focus on today in terms of how you manage that. Um, then there's also bad pain in rope. So um, there are some pains which give us an indication that we um, things are not going so well. Maybe mm -hmm. there's an injury about to happen. So that's the second one. So this one is kind of a warning flag then. Mm, yeah, a warning flag. And again, we'll talk a lot about that and how you... Um, you know what 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 that looks like and how you get down as quick as you can probably if you're having that sure. but then there also is another pain and, and I don't maybe concentrate so much on this pain because it's not my my area of kink so much which is um, pain that you are seeking so then there's a difference between pain pain that you can bear which is more where I go in rope like I I deal with the pain because I like the rope and then other people do rope specifically because it's a painful activity and they seek out more painful ties um, uh, and so on. And so that those can are be my... pretty nice, that, that last one. Sure, sure. There's no, I mean, I'm just setting out as a as our kind of three types of pain to discuss. So, yeah. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, to recap, you have pain that just comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. Pain that tells you something you need to know about what's happening to your body. And then pain you're actively trying to produce as part yeah. of your scene. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess positive, negative, and neutral. <laughs> uh, interesting distinction. I, I don't think I've heard that before. I was just thinking about it this morning. And I thought it was a good scene set for the types of pain that we're going to talk about. You are one smart bunny, Maya. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So where does the pain come from in a rope scene? Well, first of all, I would say you have some pain that simply comes from gravity. Mm, for sure. You for have sure. to obey gravity, Maya. It's the law. What? Even you, sir? Apparently. Although <laughs> we tend to defy it with our suspensions. Uh, <laughs> clearly, when you have a, a body in rope, then the body's own weight is going to be pulling on the rope in the opposite direction, if you remember mm. your physics class from high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which sometimes can be pretty awesome. It can, and if you like that, you can even uh, enhance it by adding extra weight to the suspension. Mm, less keen on that, I think, but what kind of extra weight? Uh, well, some things you see uh, tying heavy objects, such as stones, to the mm -hmm. bottom of your model and then that's going to add mm -hmm. some extra weight mm -hmm. and pull on the on the ropes more. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're a bit of a playful rigger you can also sit or stand on your model while she's in suspension or you can hang from her and so on. Mm. I actually had um, when I did that partial suspension in the UK when I was rope touristing in whatever episode that was uh -huh. uh, the rigger that I was working with would use his foot to put pressure on different parts of the tire. And he knew I didn't like super painful, so he didn't overdo it, but he 
he enhanced, I guess, the feeling of the tie by doing that, which oh, is that's, quite interesting. That's really interesting. I'm probably mm. going to steal that at some point because <laughs> I like okay. I like that idea a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing you can do, which I think can be a lot of fun, even though I haven't had the chance to try it yet, is uh, well, basically daisy chain people in the suspension and yeah. suspend the person to another person. It's like a cuddle puddle where you really don't want to be the bottom person. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, don't diss it till you've tried it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would want people suspended to me. I mean, I think there's a note here where, you know, clearly your own body weight is a factor. So if you're heavier, um, I think you have more weight. The the lighter models have less weight to bear by, by definition. Okay. Yeah, I, I, w I would agree with that. But once again, uh, this sensation might be something desirable. So it's not always an advantage to be lighter. Sure. It sure. does make manipulation in the rope easier. There's no doubt about that. But you may actually get a in very interesting sensation from having more weight coming to play into the suspension. Sure, sure. So what else does gravity add? Well, uh, gravity is acceleration, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> if memory serves, it's 9.8 meters per uh, second square. <laughs> uh, well, you know, rigor, right? And uh, another thing that's going to enhance the sensations and also the pain that comes from gravity is a sudden drop. Okay. And by that, hopefully we mean planned drop. Yeah, for sure. I don't really want to be dropped on my head. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be gravity pain for sure, but it's not the kind we want to include in our scenes in general. No, no, no. Um, okay. Mostly well, that can okay. happen uh, in a transition. You you can have a planned mm -hmm. drop as, as part of your scene, yeah. uh, transitioning from one position to another, and that can be fairly intense and yeah. take your breath away. Yeah, yeah, and I think Careful, being careful and experienced on that one. So what other pain is there from rope? Um, another one you can encounter quite often in rope is compression. Mm. If you coil rope, wrap rope tightly around some body part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're feeling a bit more sadistic, sometimes your wraps are tighter. That can be really fun as a, as a sadist. <laughs> and it can produce aesthetically very interesting effects depending on the body of your partner. We do like rope marks afterwards. Rope marks also, well, it changes the appearance of the body part a lot when you mm -hmm. constrict it tightly with rope. And that can be, one, beautiful and honestly, two, arousing, depending okay. uh, on, uh, on what you like. Mm -hmm. um, you can have coloring change as a result of tight constriction, which mm -hmm. you can also find beautiful slash arousing, depending mm -hmm. on what you like. Uh, it's yeah, it's a very nice tool to use as part of your uh, rigging repertoire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you can also enhance that effect further if you have strategically placed uh, knots in your yes. rope before you tie it tightly. Mm -hmm. So as a bottom, Maya, can you describe what it feels like to have a knot uh, punching into your uh, body like that? So it depends where it is, and it also depends how much body weight's in it. So if, if you have a knot and your body weight's on it, then it feels like you're, I guess, treading on a stone or something like that because it presses into you mm -hmm. um, in that area, which sometimes is fine. I mean, obviously, it depends where it is. Obviously, if it's in a more, uh, let's say, intimate area, then that can be more challenging. You're, um, you're obviously referring to the 
the famous technique of putting a few overhand nuts on crotch rope. Yes, I am. Yes, um, and also um, just like you would, there are places where you would get a dead leg or whatever. If you can, if you put um, uh, knots within those, they can be pretty painful. Also, so it's so, yeah. I think the more the rigger knows about the body, the more they can use knots to be quite challenging, which is quite interesting because they're not a big deal on one level, you know, a knot doesn't seem like much. Mm-hmm. But if your whole body weight is on a knot and it's in a painful place, then it can cause a lot. Change. Yeah, you can uh, you can play around with it sort of in a pressure point play sort of yeah. way. If you yeah. know if you know your partner and your anatomy well, you can do some yeah. quite amazing things. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so you like friction, right? I, I like so I like friction. Uh, it's not something I do with every partner, but if mm-hmm. my uh, partner is a bit more uh, of a masochist, uh, I do like to play around with that and possibly cause some voluntary rope burns on her. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, the, um, the actually, we should talk about the rope itself. So um, we use rope which is a bit softer, the hemp yep, rope, but true. jute is a bit more scratchy, and coconut rope, if you've touched oh, that, is oh my horrible. God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't so that, say that, that's judgy. Like, some people love it. It's no, no, extremely I, I, coarse. No, I, 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 like, I can only come from my perspective. So for me, coconut rope is like very challenging, and also because uh-huh. my skin is quite sensitive, so it I is. get itchy within about three seconds if it comes near me. And yeah. jute even makes me come out in red marks so you can get some pain from just the type of rope itself that, that's true actually and that's something you might be uh, interested in uh, as part of a predicament sort of scene the rope itself being something you have to mm-hmm. tolerate uh, can really up your challenge level if you're interested yeah in yeah the, the couple's rope the couple whose rope coconut rope i touched and, and looked at and spent time with loved it like they used it as part of their play because it was so itchy <laughs> must be very intense yes i would say so so also positions positions can cause us pain uh absolutely if you if you're tying someone in a challenging position and leaving them in it for a rather longer time then there's going to be some positional pain and some tiredness as the muscles yeah. try to hold up that position yeah uh, and then you are flirting with the realm of what is called a predicament bondage yeah yeah because there's no way to kind of balance your weight in the rope to not mm-hmm. cause yourself some pain. Yeah, and that is a very interesting way to cause uh, distress in your model. Yes. Uh, which is something I personally find quite enjoyable to witness. <laughs> but all the time when we talk about these, we're hoping that people are doing these deliberately and not by accident. So don't just leave yes. your model without uh, realizing that they're exhausted. I mean, you you, uh, you are coming on to a very interesting point. Uh, pain is something interesting to play with as long as you're in control of it. Yeah, yeah, very much so. When you're causing pain to your model without meaning to, that is less good on a number of levels. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So how, how um, oh, one more thing. So the other, the other pain that you can have, is obviously stuff, other stuff happening at the same time. Um, yeah, in particular, you often see impact play uh, mixed with rope. We were at a performance uh, recently where we saw a bit of that. We, we did, we did. The model was tired and then uh, whipped for yes. a little bit. Yes. 
Uh, also, you can have some sexual play in the rope, which in itself <laughs> has uh, an element of pain to it. So I understand. If, for example, someone was tied in a partial with two futos and then their partner got on top of them, then that might cause them some pain, just, you know, out of the yes. air. Yes, <laughs> or the, the sexual act in itself might be painful. Let's say, for instance, uh, you do a rope scene and as part of your scene, there's also some fisting. Yeah, okay, yeah, I can does, see. Does that ring any bells, Maya? <laughs> so anyway, how does the uh, rigger, the top, know that the model's in pain? Because I think this is this is pretty important. I, I would say so. Um, back to the idea of keeping control of the pain mm. in your scene, it's important to be able to recognize it and assess mm. the pain level. Is the pain yeah. level your model is exhibiting where you want it to be? Yeah, um, yeah. So, so what do you look out for in in models? So, if you're if we're playing together, especially as I'm someone who doesn't like a lot of pain, how are you telling the level of pain? Well, for starters, I would begin by saying that everyone has different pain thresholds and different yeah. ways to exhibit it. So, the better you know someone, the better you're going to be at estimating the current pain level for sure. Yeah. Definitely. But if you're the top, or if you're a spotter, because this is also relevant if you're uh, not the one tying, but you've been asked to uh, spot on the scene, which means mm. to be an external party to check that things are going okay. Mm -hmm. um, I would look at breathing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, usually someone who is uh, in a bit of pain will exhibit more irregular, more shallow breathing. Mm. Um, I would look at their eyes, if possible. Uh, and when you have things like wide eyes or darting from one spot to another or uh, pupils that are quite dilated, mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. uh, that's usually a sign that something or is flickering happening. Or flickering eyelids or so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then another very good indicator is their skin. Uh, mm -hmm. If they're uh, perspiring a lot, if the temperature of the skin is uh, changing in a noticeable fashion, all of those, I would say, are signs that uh, pretty intense things are happening within the body. Hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. We really love making this rope podcast and sharing it with you. Sadly, hosting a podcast isn't free, far from it actually. So if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. You find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now back to our normal programming. Yeah, and, and anything non-normative, I would say. So like you say, if you know your partner or your model or your bottom, then if you know what's normal for them mm -hmm. and you check also at the beginning of the scene what's normal for them, then it gives you a good baseline to see what's changed. Absolutely. Uh, one that can be tricky and I don't think is always a very good indicator is the noises they make. Oh yeah. Because all kind of people make all kind of noises and <laughs> unless you know them quite well, it's really difficult to know what's play, what's uh, control noises, are they making uh, voluntarily versus things. I mean, noises can be tricky. So I would stick mostly to looking at the body in the more I guess, objective way. Yeah, yeah. And I think we should also say here, I mean, we're going to talk about how the bottom, rec bottom recognizes the pain also, but the bottom hopefully will tell the rigger 
as well. Uh, so, yeah, communication <laughs> remains paramount in Rogue. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about that a lot in other episodes, but making sure that you have a safe word um, yeah. if if your if your play includes you know no 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 no. Um, but also if you're playing with someone new, you don't necessarily need a safe word. You could just say, "Would well, tell me, yeah. <laughs> tell me if you have bad pain." Um, so I think that's also I think we very much agree that the responsibility is on both parties to to make sure that they're you know understanding the pain for for certain. So Maya, you you said earlier that for you in Rover was good pain and bad pain. So what does that mean exactly? Yeah. So uh, good good pain, or, or I think I would go with acceptable pain. Now I've mm-hmm. got this three three level three levels. So. Acceptable pain is I'm in a tie and there are some things that are difficult in a tie, some things that are painful. And my um, bottoming involves, I guess, coming to terms with that kind of pain and settling into it. And and that pain is acceptable. It's not causing me long-term damage and it's part of the rope experience and it enables me to have nice rope. So that, okay. that I would consider like acceptable pain that's part of the tie um bad pain um is the kind of pain which is gonna um give you a long-term injury basically okay so um, it, it sounds like it's quite important to be able to tell the difference between the two at the bottom then yeah i i would say it it definitely is um and this is this is quite challenging and the more experienced um i get the more I am finding that experience is is a big part of being able to tell. Um, I think I think if you know, so knowing your body very well is very helpful. So I, um, as we've mentioned before, have a chronic pain condition, and so yep. I have a lot of experience with pain outside rope. Um, I know my body pretty well. Um, I know what my of my chronic pain is good, acceptable pain and bad pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what's I know many different flavors of pain, and so all of this actually helps my experience of pain in rope because I know my body better. Um, I would also say, having had uh, quite a small uh, rope-related injury, um, some some nerve stuff in my thumb, that was actually quite interesting to see what that felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, good as both a, a warning, a reminder of how rope is dangerous. Yeah, you have to respect rope, and sometimes you're reminded of it. Yeah, yeah. But also, um, I guess a flag to say, okay, well, what, you know, what, what, what happened there? What did, what need do I need to look out for? Mm. And the more we go, we do a scene, and I can feel something's not quite right. The and now I'm much better, I think, at talking about it and telling telling you, and we adjust it. But those are the I, I feel like I can tell much more often what is gonna you know be an issue um, but that has come with experience and I, also I think I came in knowing my body really well mm-hmm. um, which is why I think people should build up their rope experience slowly and carefully because I think you have to go in with respect for the rope and if you go in not really understanding the difference between good and bad pain I think you can you have the potential for challenges yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So as a bottom, what can you do to process and handle the pain in rope? Yeah, so I, I think this is a, an, a very interesting and a, a big area, and there's certainly a lot of topics on FetLife um, open around this. I have used some of my chronic 
pain techniques to handle pain um, okay. in, in rope. Um, and, and I will also add as a disclaimer that I'm not, um, this isn't my best thing. Like I'm still working on this because I am quite sensitive to pain. That's true. Um, and I think that as our listener question um, this this time, it would be great if people could share, we can repeat this at the end, if people could share the techniques that they use to handle pain in work, because I think it's a really useful topic. Yeah, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to hear about that. So, mm. dear listeners, uh, if you would like to tell us what you do to handle pain in rope, uh, please go to the writing for this episode on Fat Life, and you can just leave a comment there and let us know. Mm. Yeah, and it and also applies to riggers, so how they help their bottom. For sure. Which we'll talk about in a minute or so. So mm. in terms of um, chronic pain, there are some techniques. So things like breathing into the pain mm -hmm. is one. So the way that we use our breathing can really help with um, the pain itself and also with any potential panic from the pain. Because sometimes mm. the pain causes secondary issues like anxiety and panic. Yeah. Um, so taking deep breaths, uh, trying to physically relax your body because the more um, tense and tight you are, the more that can again create extra extra pain. Mm -hmm. um, there are some uh, visualization techniques that you can use, um, which when I started doing visualization techniques for my chronic pain, which is probably 10, 15 years ago, I thought it was... I thought it was a bit woo-woo, but um, in fact, there's a lot of good... Uh... And, and just to be clear to our dear listeners, woo-woo is British for bullshit, right? Uh, yeah, more kind of flaky alternative. Stuff where there's not a good scientific evidence base, which okay. is... Which good, I... good definition for woo-woo there. <laughs> um, which, I, which I do like. Um, so in terms of that, um, imagine imagining the pain like going through the body and dissipating through the body. So actually doing something with the pain in your mind uh, can be very powerful. Mm -hmm. And also um, almost talking to yourself. So your self-talk around the pain and soothing yourself um, can be very powerful. And I will say that does take some practice. So I did quite a lot of pain hypnosis um, yeah. and that was very useful for visualization. Um, you can also use um, a, the body scan technique and you just put into Google body scan technique and you'll get many, um, many examples of this. But that's basically just checking in with all the different parts of your body. So thinking about your feet, mm -hmm. your ankles, your shins, etc. And have you done this uh, body scan technique while you were in rope? Yeah, but I can't, I find it difficult to do the whole body, mm. <laughs> but I use it for bits of the body. Just, it's literally just about bringing your attention to different parts of the body, which I think is very useful, important. And it can also distract yourself from one aspect of pain if you're thinking about a different part of your body. Okay, I can see that. Um, obviously there are some physical things you can do as well. So um, adjusting yourself in the rope is, is very powerful. So yeah. sometimes, uh, it's nice to let go in rope and just not use any of your muscles. That's that's very uh, relaxing as a bottom. But if you're in a position which is a bit more difficult, then actually pushing yourself up in certain bits, um, using the rope to adjust yourself, putting the pressure onto different parts of your body will help make the pain. That's that's what I would call the active bottoming. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think it makes a big difference in the pain. So when we did the tie the other day where there was no hip support and it was mm -hmm. um, uh, chest, you're probably better at describing chest um, harness, upright chest harness and 
thighs. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Um, and in almost a crouching position. So a lot of pressure was on my chest. Actually lifting my chest up um, helped to make that a bit more tolerable rather than just slumping down. Um, I would say that's very much a bottom skill that you can develop over time as you get more experience as a rope bottom. Mm, yeah, and playing with that I think is is a big a big way of doing that. Like experimenting a lot is important. Um, some other subs have different ways, or oh, sorry, um, bottoms have different ways of of dealing with it. So um, there's there's some people who are very who see pain as a, a focus of the scene. So then they're much more around taking the pain, wanting, seeking out more pain, fighting mm -hmm. the pain, anger at the pain, this kind of thing. And that's quite a different, a different technique. Have you, have you bottomed with people like that? Um, I have, I have, uh, I have uh, had the, I, I have the chance to play with people who are more into pain and uh, yeah, we have uh, sought out ties that are uh, quite painful voluntarily. Uh, one that's very famous for giving pain is the single foot momo suspension. Sure. Uh, which can cause a great deal of pain, especially in the shin bone. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking also about how the... So, so for sure, people seek out the pain, but I'm also talking about how people emotionally respond to the pain. So there are some bottoms who... When they have that pain or any kind of pain, their response is much more anger or competition or, or fighting the pain mm -hmm. rather than acceptance of the pain. So my way is much more around acceptance, managing the pain, um, like dealing with the pain. Oh, Whereas yeah. this is a much, what I'm talking about here is that much more emotional, like oh, I'm gonna beat this pain. This pain isn't um, you know gonna beat me. That, that yeah, I've I've had uh, dynamics within scenes where I I ended up more or less uh, coaching the bottom into achieving a certain thing she wants you to achieve in the rope like mm -hmm. maybe a certain position in suspension or staying in the position for a certain uh, amount of time mm. and yet there was a bit of a, a coaching dynamic which to be honest I quite enjoyed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and showing I think that's quite uh, interesting that, that some riggers uh, will want you to show the pain and, and respond to the pain. So uh, you like uh, noises, right? Mm -hmm, of course. <laughs> um, I definitely was a quieter person before I uh, started playing with you. Um, and also, you can use your body to dissipate the pain. So people uh, will clench their fists or curl their toes mm -hmm. and then relax their fists or relax their toes. So almost, again, it's a kind of a part visualization, part body way of releasing uh, the pain. Interesting. Um, so there seems to be a lot of things you can do as a bottom to uh, to process your pain in rope. Sure, sure. And you as a top can help with the environment. So. Yeah. You well. First of all, I would say as a top, your responsibility is to monitor what's happening, right? Yeah. Uh, which means having a lot of your attention focused on your model. Mm -hmm. Especially if you know that the tie you're doing is challenging or painful, uh, mm. you cannot be focused solely on your rope and your knots and have tunnel vision. Right. You, need, you need your attention to be with the model. Yeah, right. And sometimes you see people tie, and I saw this recently, someone very focused on the technical aspects of the tie and forgetting 
that there was actual a person in there dealing with some quite challenging yeah that's that's not great and i guess some of that comes with proficiency as you become a yeah. better rigger it's yeah. it's easier to be less focused mm. on what you're doing and more focused on your partner but i think also a lot of it is uh, simply your philosophy of rope yeah yeah i i think that um it's better to from my perspective it's better to do simpler ties and be able to still concentrate on your body until you get more comfortable with those ties than to try really complicated ties and just forget yeah. that the person. I, I would agree. I think it's a lot like dancing. Um, mm -hmm. And when you say, when you see people who are good dancers, usually they're dancing with each other. It's not mm -hmm. uh, one guy trying to show off and then not paying attention to what his partner is doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how else can the top help? Um, there's, uh, there's a lot you can do in adjusting the rope and trying to communicate with your bottom about what's not awesome feelings wise mm -hmm. and uh, you can flatten a certain wrap that has uh, become yes. twisted, you can reposition something slightly if it's uh, not exactly in the right place. Uh, both during the scene and then in your debrief after the scene you can say oh well maybe that footer was not in the best position for you maybe next time I can um, tie it slightly closer to the hip and then maybe that would be a better grip for you and so on so mm -hmm. yeah a lot of adjustment uh, to achieve the result you want and in many cases it's a more comfortable tie but with some models it can be can you make it more painful <laughs> sure. And so you talked about coaching. Like, what, yeah. what does that actually mean, coaching the bottom in the rope? Well, first of all, it's it's talking to them and encouraging them, um, providing them with some form of moral support. If it's a really difficult tie, like telling them they can do this, that you're you want them to succeed, that they're doing well, and so on. Uh, because your words are going to help calm them and prevent them from going into a panic. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also be soothing with touches. Even even if your rope is quite rough, you can still mix uh, difficult, challenging rope with uh, calm, soothing touches, and that's that's actually a nice contrast, I think. Mm. I suspect that people with more um, DS experience. Uh, who've had that dynamic will probably find this easier also because I think that can be part of that dynamic. I, I would say it's very similar, yes. Uh, you can also coach the breathing, make sure you, your bottom is breathing uh, regularly, <laughs> breathing deep enough. Breathing's important. Making sure your bottom is breathing, period, because <laughs> like, if, if your bottom has uh, ceased breathing, you probably oh need to do something as a top. Yeah, I'd say yeah. so. Yeah. I would say it's important to A, notice and B, react in a timely yeah. fashion to that, uh, that type of uh, situation. <laughs> okay. Another thing you can do as a top, and few people actually think of this, but I think it makes sense, is giving them a break if they need one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no rule to say you cannot bring your bottom down, let her have a breather and then take her up again. Yeah, yeah, and that can also play with the dynamic because I will say, as a bottom, because we do this having breaks, sometimes you take me down and I think we're done, and I'm like, oh, okay, and then we go back up again. Of course, <laughs> so it's something that you can uh, play with there. I think. As well. Yeah, I think I think recently we had a suspension scene where you went up and down no less than five times. Yes, and it was a really tough position uh -huh. for sure. You're yeah. you're, you're welcome. <laughs>
Um, the environment, um, I guess both people have an, a responsibility for this, but the, the physical environment will have an effect on your pain. So for me, mm -hmm. my chronic pain anyway is affected by the cold. And so um, mm -hmm. if you're tying in quite a cold room, uh, the temperature is going to affect how sensitive you are. Um, what other environment factors are there? That would affect your pain? Um, mm -hmm. I think being in a quiet, private, safe environment versus being in a noisy nightclub would yeah. make a difference psychologically. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think our expectations have a big um, impact as well. So if you're quite, if you go into the rope quite tense and we're worried about it um, and we're quite anxious about it, then that well, that's going to have an effect on, on how we how we feel. Yeah. Um, and also things like the music. Um, so if you play very soothing music, some, some classical music, I think that can help the person to relax as well. Mm, yeah, I, I would say music is, is very important to my scenes for sure. Yeah, but from a pain perspective, muscle tension is, is a, definitely something. The more we can control the muscle tension, the less we will encourage pain that we don't um, Yeah, sure. Actually, for the music, I think as I think of it, uh, I also use it to communicate my intent to the bottom yes, to some extent. Uh, I think when you hear the kind of music I'm putting on, you know if it's going to be a nice, relaxing rope scene or something a bit more uh, challenging. Yes, yes, indeed. When, um, the, when, the Mango when the Mongolian military music comes on, <laughs> you know it's not going to be an easy day in the you studio. You have some interesting choices, for sure. Um, and how the bottom comes into the scene as well. So for me, with, with chronic pain, I'm less flexible in the mornings mm -hmm. um, and, I'm, and I'm more sensitive body-wise. And also as a woman, uh, tediously, there are some times of the month where my body is just more sensitive and, and pain. I can tolerate less pain. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, and those are all part of knowing yourself, I think. Sure. So that's all from us at the Rope Podcast for today. And please remember to come comment on the writing for this show and let us know how you handle pain in rope, yeah. whether you're a bottom or a top. Definitely. I think there are a lot more techniques that people could share with us that would be really useful. Uh, so don't forget to subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcast from. So iTunes or Stitcher or wherever. And come and friend us on our FetLife page, which is uh, Rope Podcast. You can also find us easily at ropepodcast.com. We love questions from listeners. So drop us a message on FET and we'll try to answer you in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying. 